0: Welcome to Love Horror Podcast. I love horror, do you? Okay, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my favorite horror movie. Well, certainly my favorite comedy horror movie of all time the 1985 comedy horror, The Return of the Living Dead. Now, just before we begin, I would just like to ask you quickly if you could do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. You can uh, access this from many of your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and even Spotify. Now, Now we have that out of the way, I'd just like to talk to you in this short, probably end up being a short episode about Return of the Living Dead, because if you haven't seen it, I'm going to not give you any spoilers too much, I hope not, but uh, you've got to see it, and it has had sequels, which I'll briefly mention later on. It was made in 1985 and released in 1986. It was actually going to be kind of a sequel to the original Night of the Living Dead, uh, including based on a story by the same writer as the original. However, it kind of went down a very, very path, and I'm so glad it did. The original storyline was going to be a, a serious zombie apocalypse movie like the original, but as different people got involved and rewrites happened, it ended up a comedy, and it really ended up brilliant. I think had it gone down the serious road, it would pretty much been forgotten now. It did spawn four sequels. Like I said, I'm not going to go into that too much in this episode because there's always a chance to talk about that in more in depth in next episodes. It was distributed by Orion Pictures. It did quite well at the time. It made over fourteen million and cost four million. There is actually a feature length documentary about it, which I'll tell you about a little bit later on. Basically how it starts out is that you have a group of what you described as punks basically who are just kind of uh, waiting for their friend to get off of work they're messing around a graveyard stuff like that well their more sensible friend is working his job which is in like guess, warehouse his stores various things um mostly for places like hospitals and places like that you know it's things like there's even cadavers in there there's like a a Um, A dog that's cut in half So you can check the anatomy Stuff like that And anyway The two in there are a perfect combination And they really play off each other And are quite a funny little pair And they will be Both those actors will return To one of the sequels The next one, part two And they basically It's his first day on the job The younger guy And the older guy is telling him stories And he tells him how actually the movie not a living dead was based on a true story and so he takes him down into the basement and in the basement is a government tank uh, like a barrel and he tells him that look look inside there's a zombie in there you know sort of uh, in either dead or in cry- uh, cryostasis you know and the younger one basically says something like you know aren't you worried about that and he says oh no you know this is good usa uh, military material and he kicks it but then it's of course it wasn't in such a good condition as he thought and it sprays out a ton of gas knocking them unconscious then basically all hell breaks loose because it gets absolutely everywhere and it contaminates them it contaminates some of the cadavers and one of them comes alive in the freezer upstairs and jumps on them and I'm not going to give away too much. You know, it will spoil some of the fun and jokes and things. Once they kill the corpse that attacks them, they're like, Oh God, what do we do? You know, how do we cover this up? Hide this, you know? And so they remember the older guy remembers. He has a friend that works in a mortuary in the cemetery nearby. So he takes that they wrap up the bodies, take it there and surprise the guy. And he's like, Oh God, you know? And, um, he agrees. Okay. You know, look, I'll do you a favour this time, I'll burn these things. Because they also tell him it's it's rabid animals, like rabid rabbits or something, that um, have been attacking them. And and the uh, mortician is like, well... But you know they're moving in the bag, you know, because obviously like the hand pieces, the feet pieces, they're still alive because they're a zombie and they're moving around in the bags. And he's like, let's at least be humane and um and uh, put them out of their misery first. And they try and make excuses for why they can't do that. And basically, um, basically one of the hands come out of the bag and actually grab the mortician, and he freaks out and stuff like that. So they ended up admitting what happens and they burn it in the crematorium. Now that kind of seems fine, doesn't it? Um, apart from the fact they're contaminated of course but that's uh, so far so good you know they're just a little bit unwell feeling except the smoke from the crematorium goes up and goes everywhere outside it covers all the graveyard and all the uh, graves all the zombies in the graves you know the, all the dead people in the graves come back up and all hell breaks loose and it is actually a very uh, good zombie movie in general plus being a comedy horror it's actually very funny in places and it is really, really good. If you haven't seen that, and I said I'm not going to tell you much more about the plot, really, because it will just end up spoiling it if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in years. As I mentioned, it was actually a novel by John Russo uh, called *Return of the Living Dead*. When uh, Russo and George Romero parted ways after the 1968 original *Night of the Living Dead*. Um, John Russo actually retained the rights to any titles featuring a Living Dead. So basically, he had the rights to the brand Living Dead. Well, Romero was also free to create his own series of sequels, including Dawn of the Dead, etc. Um, they couldn't be Living Dead because that was now retained by John Russo. So that is why this one is called. Return of the Living Dead, whereas the sequels by Romero were not called Living Dead. Originally, the idea was to bring Return of the Living Dead based on the actual book to the screen in 3D, and it was going to be directed by Toby Hooper, but that, of course, didn't happen. And I'm glad it didn't, even though, you know, he makes a lot of good horrors and it would have been probably a good serious zombie movie. The way this turned out as a comedy horror was just brilliant. The movie was set in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, but it was actually filmed in California. It features the infamous Tarman zombie, and I'm not really going to tell you too much about that. You know, wait for you to see it. But if you Google, if you want to see what it looks like, just Google Tarman zombie or Tarman Return of the Living Dead, and you'll see the iconic Tarman zombie. It has become quite a cult cool classic now in the years since, and it has been referenced in other shows such as The Simpsons. In 2011, as I've mentioned before, there was a feature-length documentary on DVD called *More Brains: A Return of the Living Dead* documentary, and that is really worth watching if you love this movie. Check out the documentary *More Brains* from 2011. Okay, so what were the sequels like? I'm briefly going to. um, I'm trying to be as brief as possible with this because I plan on at some point doing an actual episode about the sequels. But basically you had a second one and that was very good in my opinion. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of the uh, people acted in it didn't like it, but I think it's the best of the sequels. Keeps with the feel of the original. um, Very much feels like a proper sequel in my opinion to the first one. It features, like I say, the two people from the beginning of the original and it has very much the same vibes and the same feel. And I really think... It feels like a proper sequel. It's kind of a sequel you'd expect to have from Return of Living Dead, but then you go on to the '90s and they did Part Three, and that was just so, just so different. You know, it wasn't a sequel at all, in my opinion. It basically has a government army base. This guy who is the uh, son of an army, um, high up army chief or whatever, there with his girlfriend sneak in to check it out and. Long story short, she gets contaminated and slowly throughout the movie, she's turning and attacking people. And he's trying to keep her sane, keep her normal. And it's like, basically, it's a romantic zombie movie is the best way to describe it, rather than a comedy zombie movie. So basically, not really um, what you'd expect from this franchise. It is not a comedy horror like the first two. It goes right off the rails. As a standalone horror movie, it was actually a decent movie, to be fair, but as a so-called part three to Return of the Living Dead, what a load of rubbish. Then in the 2000s, you had part four and part five. Now, they had good potential. They tried to have a bit more of the comedy feel. However, you ran into the problem of budget. Basically, from what I hear, the writer had written this to be one movie – Part four with X amount of budget, say four million budget. The company then decided, no, we can milk this a bit more. We can make two movies for four million. So basically, two million each. And it felt like it was on a shoestring budget. Uh, There was good, a lot of good parts to the part four, and a lot of good parts to part five but had you taken those like the original idea was taken the best of both parts and made one movie with a bigger budget it would have probably been not as good by any means as the first two movies but a decent cheap sequel in the 2000s to those movies however by them trying to cash in and milk it and make two movies for the price of one you got what you'd expect low budget cheap and just felt rushed and just it was basically i think sci-fi originals if i remember um rightly and it just felt like it uh it's unfortunate as the last of the return of living dead so far was those two and they could have had huge potential had the original idea of being followed through one movie with a decent budget instead of two for peanuts and that is a pity because they did have the money for it Because the first movie cost four million. The original cost four million. And the idea was they had four million. They could make one again. And had it had the same budget as the original, I don't see why it could have been really good. But instead they split it in the budget in half. And that I think is the biggest reason this just didn't work and it failed. And that is basically it in the way of sequels. You had the second one that people didn't like, but in my opinion was really good sequel. You had part three that went off the rails and was completely irrelevant to the franchise. Then you had four and five could have been good had it been one movie with a good budget, but it wasn't. And therefore it flopped. And then you had in 2011, the awesome long documentary, more brains. And basically that is it now. That is all, all there is to it. And will it get a sequel again or a remake? Well, a sequel, I would love to say, because like I said, the, even those low-budget ones could have been good with more money and one movie instead of two. But as far as a remake goes, I normally like remakes. I really do. Normally, I, I'm one of those people actually do enjoy remakes. However, this one, please don't remake it. It worked because it had just the right of ca- uh, cast in it that actually gelled really well and it basically accidentally became a comedy when it wasn't originally meant to be and it for that reason it just some spontaneously happened and worked so if you deliberately try to remake that i think you're gonna miss miss out on what made the original so good and i don't think you can recreate that so yeah that is it basically and um I recommend you check out Return of the Living Dead, at least the first one or two. They are usually available on things like Netflix. I don't think it is in the UK at the moment, but it has been. Um, Part two, I know, is on the UK iTunes, yet not the original for some unknown crazy reason. But in your country, it may be, and it's certainly available on DVD and Blu-ray. So thanks for what uh, listening and if you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast platform as well on pretty much everywhere. Thanks and please tune in next time. Bye.